Support for Innovation Hub comes from Mimecast. Nearly 30,000 companies worldwide use Mimecast to help prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, phishing, and impersonation attacks. Mimecast, committed to making email safer for business. Mimecast.com. Welcome to Innovation Hub. I'm Kara Miller. For years, there's been talk about how few women have attained high levels of power in society, in government, in business, in nonprofits. Now, there's a few reasons why that may be true. Women may not be as talented or as qualified as men, or they may be just as talented and qualified, maybe more talented, but they're held back by discrimination. Or it could be that they don't put in the same hours that men do for a variety of reasons. Tomas Chamorro Pre-Music lays out these three options as the ones that we typically gravitate towards. But he says there's another possibility that does not get mentioned as much, but one he happens to think is right. Chamorro Pre-Music is a professor of business psychology at University College London, and his research leads him to believe that men run more organizations than women because too many of us confuse confidence with competence. Tomas, welcome to the show. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. So explain this confusion between confidence and competence. Uh, Why are we so bad at, at distinguishing between the two? Sure. I think, you know, the basic idea is that um, most people anywhere in virtually any culture assume that when somebody is confident that they automatically have talent or competence. Hmm. Uh, In reality, most people who show confidence either internally or externally are not as good as they think. And that leads to problematic circumstances because we promote to position of powers people who think they're good when they actually aren't. Why haven't we uh, learned this over time? I mean, it's not like civilization is just starting out and we're just trying to figure out who would be good leaders. I mean, we have a track record of choosing leaders in all sorts of societies, different countries around the world. Why haven't we learned? And this could be in business. It could be in politics, whatever. Um, Why haven't we learned what makes a good leader? Mm -hmm. And it's a very good question. And I think in politics, you know, this issue of actually mistaking charisma, um, charm and uh, maybe social skills for competence is particularly problematic. I think in in organizations, there is now a better understanding that you should judge leaders on what they actually can do uh, on their track record and on their ability to um, build and maintain a high-performing team or organization. So you've done studies on this. How do you study um, whether people confuse competence and confidence? How do you study, you know, whether people prefer men to women? Like, how do you study that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So what we try to do is we, it's fairly simple, we get people to estimate different abilities. How good are you at mathematics? How good are you at singing? How good are you at uh, kind of uh, knowledge tests? Um, how good are you when it comes to uh, creativity problems? And then we don't just give them these uh, self-assessments so that they can report on how good they think they are. We actually put them through evaluations that measure how good they are compared to others. And then we can calculate whether they're overconfident and underconfident. Once you do that, you can see how these individual differences 
in either overestimates or underestimates relate to real-world indicators of success in uh, work, at university, in terms of social relationships, and even vis-a-vis health outcomes. For example, people who think they're better than they actually are in uh, artistic abilities um, tend to live uh, shorter lives, tend to be Hmm. more unhealthy. There's a lot of indicators that... um, we have been able to measure as a function of being overconfident. That's shocking to me that people who are overconfident can have shorter lives. Yeah, in general, you know, you can pick any domain of competence. And when people think they're better than they actually are, what you find is that um, they seem to be suffering or show detriments in various different areas of life. So, for example, if you overestimate how funny you are because you think you're funnier than you actually are, or you think you can play the piano better than you actually can, or you think that you're more creative than you actually are, what we would find is that you're actually not performing as well on the job and also you're not as healthy as other people and also that you have shorter life expectancy uh, compared to people who are either... Uh, accurate in their Mm -hmm. estimates of uh, ability or even underconfident. Okay. You've talked about there being a pretty big gender difference here. So give me a sense of the spread between Mm -hmm. how men uh, view their competence and how women view their competence and then uh, obviously how confident they are um, in those areas. Mm-hmm. Gender differences in confidence are probably one of the largest found in any psychological variable. And what's interesting is that when you measure actual abilities, talent, or competence, you find very little actual gender differences. In other words, if you want to know how good people actually are, there is no salient gender differences. If anything, in many domains, you find differences that favor women. For example, in most places around the world, more women go to university than men, Mm -hmm. Uh, women obtain higher levels of GPA or academic performance than men, and even if you judge qualities that actually contribute to leadership effectiveness, such as emotional intelligence, women score higher than men. So what we find is at the level of competence or actual talents, no significant sex differences or many differences favoring women, Mm -hmm. but when you actually look at self-estimates of these abilities or confidence, you find that men systematically overestimate their abilities compared to women. I'm Kara Miller. You're listening to Innovation Hub, and I'm talking with Tomas Chamorro, Premusic, about how we often confuse confidence and competence. Um, what are traits that maybe go unrecognized but are actually very important in leaders that we should be thinking about more? I think the main leadership traits that uh, we should be considering are Uh, good judgment. Number two, I think uh, empathy and the capacity to uh, engage or motivate uh, other people. It's uh, it's often uh, discussed under the context of emotional intelligence and luckily has received a lot of attention in the past 10-15 years. Um, And I think um, a third critical uh, quality is self-awareness, the ability to understand how you impact other people. And that is, of the three qualities I mentioned, the one that is really more closely related to confidence, because uh, if you think you're better than you actually are, you're probably off when it comes to evaluating what other people think of you or how Mm. you impact others. Mm. Uh, You mentioned before that in politics, we may not have really figured out 
uh, who should have power, but but in business a little more so. They're a little more on to this research about sort of that we often elevate the wrong people. Um, how widespread is that? And have you seen that being incorporated into businesses, into how they do things? Yeah, I think in businesses you can see that um, organizations that have an edge and that are the most successful organizations in their field tend to take, first of all, employee selection and leadership uh, nominations and selection more seriously and are much more data-driven. So, you know, it's a very simple exercise to do in a large organization because you can say, okay, we have a bunch of leaders who are overconfident. They think they're better than their employees think they are. And we have a bunch of leaders who are maybe underconfident or at least accurate. Well, how do their teams perform? How do their departments and Uh, units perform. And what you will find there, this is independent research that has been published, is that leaders who are more humble or more accurate in their self-evaluations tend to perform better. So, you know, organizations pay a lot of attention to data because it leads to ROI, profits and revenues. Mm -hmm. In the case of politics, it's much harder because most politicians, unfortunately, are focused on maintaining their power once they get there. And, uh, you know, politics today everywhere, not just in the U.S., has become a very uh, mediatic game. I think since the 60s, 70s, even more so in the 80s, um, you can't be in politics if you're not charismatic, if you're not televisual. Now, if you don't have a strong social media following and, and that leads to people making evaluations on very uh, irrelevant or trivial uh, signals or behaviors that actually don't say anything about your ability to run a country or uh, a state. You know, whether you can be funny on Twitter, for example, doesn't predict whether you can make the right decisions for a big country. So in business, I think women have thought for the past few years they should be more like men, right? They should project more confidence, uh, that they should adopt some characteristically male traits. Some of your research, though, uh, seems to suggest that uh, in some ways men should really be more like women. Which do you think it is? Yeah, I think, you know, this is perhaps the only counterintuitive or controversial point that I have made Um, which is that, you know, to me, it doesn't really make much sense to uh, try to persuade women to lean in more or to self-promote more or to act, you know, with more bravado and, and if you like, be more overconfident or more narcissistic or to behave in a more male normative way. Why? Um, Because those qualities, those attributes are not really relevant indicators of performance. And and the world is already in a pretty problematic stage or doing worse than it could be doing um, because we mistake these indicators of uh, confidence with indicators of competence. So my point is very simple, that if we could correct our criteria and use the right parameters to evaluate talent, Mm -hmm. then... You know, what we would want is not for women to behave more like men, but for men to behave more like women. If that happened, if fewer imposters, so to say, or fewer people managed to deceive us into thinking that they're good when in fact they're not, then we would end up with more competent people in charge. Uh, Lastly, can you think of anybody who, and it could be political, it could be business, um, who is your ideal leader? 
I think in the realm of uh, politics, it's much harder, but I would say um, Angela Merkel. I think that uh, um, the Chancellor of Germany has, uh, especially in the last four or five years, demonstrated that um, she has so many of the critical yet underrated qualities that leaders ought to have today. I mean, she's very cool-headed, very calm, um, almost apolitical in a sense, very data-driven, um, shows empathy when she has to, and at the same time, you know, um, seems to clearly have uh, high levels of intelligence, expertise, knowledge, which don't require n um, narcissistic charisma or charm, um, you know, to be uh, um, to make an impact. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, there probably won't be many movies on Angela Merkel because <laughs> by the standards of Silvio Berlusconi or The Wolf of Wall Street, she's a pretty boring uh, um, person, and and you might not have a fun night out with her. But, you know, would you rather have her running your country or somebody with the opposite profile? And I think in, in, the, in the world of business, um, I do think, um, you know, people like uh, uh, Jeb Bezos, uh, perhaps uh, Warren Buffett. The CEO um, of Amazon and, and Berkshire yes, Hathaway. Yes, yes, uh, are impressive because uh, although, of course, they feature in the media quite a lot, um, what you can see in their track record is uh, their incredible vision and uh, judgment for running companies in a way that uh, uh, clearly outperforms their competitors. Tomas Chamorro Pre Music is a professor of business psychology at University College London. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. And if you're in a position of leadership and you're now wondering, wait, am I overconfident? Tomorrow Pre Music says, get feedback from people around you and people who work for you. One person may be off, but when you aggregate their opinions, you'll start to get a pretty accurate picture. Support for Innovation Hub comes from Cambridge Savings Bank. Introducing the CSB1 package, a checking account combined with investing through Connect Invest to help you build a better tomorrow. CambridgeSavings.com/CSB1